Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Joe Wilkinson, who's Vice President of Transportation Consulting at Invista. And today we're going to talk about walking the talk on holistic transportation management. Now, there's never a dull moment in the uh, transportation market. Uh, you know, for many years, you know, analysts and consultants have been, uh, you know, advising uh, companies that they should take a holistic approach to transportation management in order to weather the ups and downs uh, of the market. But, um, but what does that mean exactly? Um, why haven't more companies adopted this approach? Uh, what have been, you know, some, some of the hurdles? And, 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 you know, how do you get started uh, with this? So, you know, those are going to be some of the key questions that we're going to address in today's episode. And it's great to have Joe uh, back in the program with us to share his insights and perspective on this topic. So, Joe, welcome to the program. No, thanks for having me, Adrian. It's good to be with you again. Thank you for having me. Great. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, so, you know, just to kind of build on what I just said, you know, we all know the saying, right, that the more things change, the more, you know, they stay the same. And, and there's certainly been a lot of change in the transportation market and in transportation management over the past two decades, whether it's, uh, you know, everything from the impact of, of e-commerce to, to advances in technology. But a lot has stayed the same, right? Um, you know, what hasn't changed from your perspective that is still holding companies back from achieving their full potential in, in transportation management? Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing it's always been, right? I mean, everyone is operating in their independent silos. Uh, you know, it's, it's basically the model. And I think right now, today, it's a function mostly uh, of, the, of the environment we're working in, right? I mean, every company I know has slimmed down to one degree or another. You've got small transportation functions trying to manage very complex networks with disparate stakeholders, all who have different goals and objectives. Um, people tend to, because of that, get a little bit of tunnel vision on their own specific function of the, of the larger transportation organization. And what gets missed is those those are opportunities that pass you by because they don't fall neatly into any of those buckets. So, you know, that's the way it's been for the last 20 years that I've been in this business. Um, and unless we, we get a mind shift, a, a perspective shift, uh, you know, we're just going to be doing the same thing we've always done. And if, you know, the, the same thing holds true that you've heard many times, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. Yeah, no, great, great point. And I think, you know, so it's, I mean, I mean uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, one of the challenges in supply chain management in general is, you know, companies operating in silos, right? But it sounds like that even within the transportation function, there's silos, you know, within that, uh, you know, and historically from a, from a technology standpoint, we, we saw that, right? There was a lot of different, you know, if a company wanted to manage its, its transportation operations with technology, it had to implement three or four different systems, right? There was one right. for private fleet, one for common carriers, one for parcel, you know, and we've, we've kind of seen over the years, you know, this emergence of a more holistic transportation management system approach. I mean, I don't think there's still a solution out there that does everything, you know, uh, uh, well, uh, but at least from a technology standpoint, at least you're seeing that drive towards to get to this holistic approach. Um, but it sounds like organizationally, you know, you still have, you know, those silos where maybe, you know, from a procurement standpoint, yeah, you've got, you know, silos where maybe different groups or divisions or ge geographic regions are procuring transportation separately or, you know, private fleet folks are managing it separately from, 
you know, those that use common carriers. So it sounds like that's that's been the thing that's been the, the biggest hurdle, hurdle to get over, right? That, that fragmentation? Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, you've got the, the people working in the silos. And I would agree with you on the technology up to a point. Um, we've had, we've got applications now that can do multiple functions. But I think in large part, they're still doing those discrete functions. You've got a TMS that is operating <coughs> and able to tender freight. Um, in some cases, it's quote unquote rate shopping. Um, you may be using it to audit, but you're still saying, okay, I can go down this path with the technology to audit. I go down this path to uh, do the rate shop and then to tender the freight. But there's no coordination. There's nothing that says I'm going to take these audit results and feed back to get a better understanding that I can use than to tender my freight better or to mode optimize or service level optimize. So the technology has certainly come a long way, but I wouldn't say that it's a panacea. Right. Right. No, I, I think I, I think you're right. And I think having that feedback, you know, loop and talking, we talk a lot about, you know, visibility. We talk a lot about, a lot about data, uh, uh, business intelligence and analytics and so forth. But I think there is that, you know, a, a lot more work to be done in, in bringing all of that, all of that back. And I think that's part of kind of what we talk about when we talk about taking a holistic approach to, to transportation management, which is not, you know, new advice. Um, but but maybe let's let's start with like what does that mean exactly you know holistic transportation management and, and what attributes or, or capabilities you know define it. Well, from my perspective, you need a a process and a system that does a number of things. Um, first, you need a way to apply business intelligence to historical data to give you clarity and actionable insights. Right you've got to leverage proactive analytics that come out of that historical data, that, that business intelligence, to anticipate likely outcomes of whatever potential tactics you're looking to take. You've got to account for the disparate goals and objectives of the internal and external stakeholders, and you need a central hub to tie the input of multiple functions to an integrated strategy, an integrated transportation strategy. I mean, what you've got, you, you in most transportation functions today, you've got an executive or executives who drive strategic vision. You've got lower level managers and directors who take and implement those strategic directives. And then you've got line level people who take the tactical action needed to both get the day-to-day -day done and look for the strategic initiatives. If you'll notice in that, in that hierarchy there, there's nowhere that develops or, or scans the environment for opportunities, right? There's, there's strategic initiatives typically that are tied to corporate goals, but there's no one that's looking on a day-to-day -day basis at the data from an interrogative standpoint, not trying to look for a specific thing, but to look and listen for what the data is telling you and scan for opportunities for improvement. I think that's the, the, the crux of it is really you've got to have a function that's looking for opportunities and at the same time looking for threats. You know, the general rate increase coming, right? Now, is that where, where you know, one of the, the, the areas that I've seen a lot more discussion and movement around is this whole topic of data scientists, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, a, a companies hiring, looking to hire more data scientists, particularly in transportation and supply chain. You've seen 3PLs. Uh, doing that as well. 
I mean, is that part of this, you know, having that individual who uh, is able to do what you just said, you know, who is able to kind of just look at the data, the information coming through to identify these opportunities, these risks, these, these challenges and so forth? I mean, machine learning is coming to the transportation function. I don't think it's here yet, uh, not in any large scale way. Uh, in the interim, what you're going to, and you're always going to need people, but what you need right now is a person with the experience and the visibility to be able to do the job uh, that a machine learning will probably do in the future, um, or at least will become a tool in that account analyst's uh, toolbox to be able to do those things. Right, so, right. Yes, I think it's coming, but it's not quite there yet. Right. So, so let's talk now about some of the, the advantages of, of, or benefits of taking a holistic transportation management approach. I mean, can, can you share you know, an example? Oh, huh. how much time do we have again, Adrian? Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got lots of examples. I mean, last week I was, I was talking to uh, about a 40 million-ish um, e-commerce shipper. Um, doing about 40 million of direct-to-consumer outbound uh, parcel transportation. And one of our account analysts in the course of doing a calendar uh, uh, review of the account found that there was about $1.5 million of next-day and two-day shipping that could have been done with the same or better transit times underground. Um, and the, the savings associated with that was almost $400,000 per year. Now, you know, you could say that tuning the TMS could have accomplished that, but the TMS had already been tuned. It just hadn't been tuned correctly because there was no visibility, no regular calendar review of that data by a train guy. No one had picked up on it yet. <laughs> so giving that account analyst or or transportation analysts within the shippers organization, those tools and that, that directive, that, that ownership of that process will bring those kinds of things to light. Um, you know, no TMS is going to tell you, no TMS that hasn't been properly tuned is going to tell you that you're picking your service up is incorrect. But you won't know that that TMS isn't properly tuned until someone looks at it. Right, until you bounce it up against KPIs or do a study like what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, that's a great example. And I think a lot of times, you know, we, we bring our, our past biases or past assumptions into the, into the mix too, right? So you just assume that this particular mode or service level is going to perform or be the right one because that's the way it's always been, right? Mm -hmm. And, and then you just don't even bother looking at the data or the information because it, it might uh, seem counterintuitive to actually, um, you know, think about doing something like next day via ground um, or two day via ground. You just assume that it, it, the service level won't be there or, um, uh, you know, so forth. Um, so, so I think that's part of it, too, is that we, we sometimes we, we fail to question some of these assumptions that have been um, you know, you almost hold on to as universal and eternal truths when in fact, yeah. um, you know, they may not be, right? Well, and people don't, don't, many people don't understand the impact of that type of a decision, right? Well, I ne absolutely need to get it there next day, so I'm going to send it next day. Well, you've got a one-day commit on the ground, and UPS, FedEx, whoever you're shipping with, 98% plus 
that package is going to get there with the with the ground commit, same as it will for the next day air commit. So you know, and, and people don't understand you're talking about you know 30, 35, maybe larger percent delta on the cost. Yeah, you multiply no. that times ten thousand packages. Now we're talking about money. No, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so um, when it comes to you know. Um, you know, implementing a, a holistic transportation management, you know, process. I, I mean, are there different paths that companies can take? And, and if so, you know, what are some of the pros and cons of each? Well, I mean, the way I see it, there's basically three ways to go about this. The, the activities, the technologies, those sorts of things are going to have to be put in place. So the really the three paths that a shipper can take are either doing it or trying to do it with internal resources. And there's advantages there. Um, Theoretically, at least on the surface, it comes along with a lower cost. Um, you're going to get opt-in probably more easily from management because it's going to be a cultural fit. Um, you have a high degree of goal alignment, or if you don't have a high degree of goal alignment by doing it with internal resources, frankly, you've got bigger problems. Um, but there are disadvantages as well, right? Technology constraints. If you try to do this with something like a TMS, then you're not capturing all of the data you need. Um, ideally, what you're really looking for is to do it based on TMS, bumping that data up against carrier invoice data um, so that you've got a match there and you understand what happened post-manifest. Not a lot of shippers have the technology to be able to do that type of thing. Um, you're also going to have a higher draw on likely already constrained internal resources. I mean, most transportation functions today don't have extra bandwidth just laying around, particularly this time of year, right? Um, and finally, you're, you're limited to that experience and insight of those internal resources, who many of them have grown up within the organization, so they really have kind of a limited perspective. It's not a knock on them. You know, they've been with one company. They understand the needs, the goals, and objectives of that company. But they also don't have a wider perspective. Um, maybe you have some employees who do, but you're still talking about a relatively narrow band of experience there. The other, or one of the other paths you can take is a vended path. Obviously, you know, that's, that's something my company does, so I tend to see the advantage of that, but there are disadvantages as well. You know, the main disadvantage being, at least on the surface, a higher cost. Um, but the advantages, typically, if you're finding a vendor who does this, who has it as a, a service offering, who has it as a, a skill set that they've developed, um, you know, they have the technology to support it. You've typically got a, a deeper experience set because you have resources who have worked with a large number of shippers across, uh, across multiple industries. A lot of them come from former carriers, uh, I shouldn't say they come from former carriers, they have former carrier experience, um, former consulting experience, and a lot of time, former shipping experience. Um, you get the, the benefit of market insights, uh, and you get a, the, when you're looking at best of breed solutions in the vendor space, you've some, got someone who has a developed process, who knows how this should be laid out, and can help not only implement a solution, but help you roadmap a solution as well. And then the third, the third option is hybrid, right? You can take the areas that you're strong in, keep those in-house, 
either through existing resources or through developing your own resources. But then you can vend out the parts that you don't have. So those are the three paths I see. Yeah, no, I, uh, those are, you know, the, 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 those are, that's a good kind of a high level analysis of the different, um, you know, approaches. I just want to go back quickly to something you just said around the technology piece, you know, in terms of the TMS and, and um, you know, in terms of the data sources required, right? There's obviously the, the, the data that's within the TMS. You know, you talked about the data that comes from kind of the carrier, you know, invoices or from the carrier side of things. I mean, are you also seeing... Um, you know, particularly on the, on the truckload side of things, uh, are you seeing um, now with the rise of real-time freight visibility solutions, you know, that data kind of playing a role in this as well? Well, that data and not only that data, when we're talking about a, a modern best of breed uh, business intelligence solution, ideally you're capturing manifest data, carrier invoice data, uh, real-time track and trace data. Also, financial data, uh, inventory data, order management data, tying those all together, being able to match them and being able to leverage. You know, for example, you know, dim waiting is the bane of every e-commerce shipper's existence right now, right? Well, you can get a certain level of information from that carrier invoice data. You can get the package dimensions of any of those, at least the scanned dimensions of any of those boxes that, that were hit by a DIN. Now, ideally, if you can track that back to inventory and order data, now you've got something you can start leveraging. Now you've got something you can go back and tie those packages direct to specific packages so that you can contest charges where you've got a 10 by 10 by 10 package that's been scanned as 20 by 20 by 10. Um, not that that ever happens, of course, right? Um, but you can also track it back to SKUs and find out what SKUs are costing you how much in additional debt costs. Um, there's, there's really no end to it once you can tie those disparate data sets together. Yeah, no, great, great insight there. Yeah, so it really kind of shows it goes really just beyond the, the data that's in the TMS. I mean, there's a lot Absolutely. of other data sources that, you know, you really have to look at and tie together and look at it. Again, going back to our the, the topic here, holistic, right? Looking at it more holistic right. across all these, uh, uh, you know, data sets, if you will, that's where, really where you're going to uncover or see, you know, th those opportunities or those, um, you know, those problems uh, that, that might be uh, in your operation. So, I mean, regardless of, of which approach, you know, a shipper ultimately takes, I mean, what are some of the, at the end of the day, what are some of the critical success factors? I mean, the solution that we, uh, offer and advocate, and obviously we've, we've built this around our views on it and best practices in the industry. I mean, any holistic uh, solution that you're going to implement has a number of factors that it should contain. Um, the first one I would say is a users or stakeholder conference at least once a year. If you don't know how your customers, what, what metrics your customers measure your performance on, what they want, what they desire, what they see as a have to have, how are you gonna implement an optimal solution, right? So it starts there. Um, I think once you've got that perspective from your conference, from your users, you need to at least hold one road mapping session per year. Personally, I think two would be better in a lot of cases, but depending on the resources and the speed with which a, an organization moves, one might be sufficient to develop the, the strategic items that you're going to implement over the course of the coming 12 months. Um, 
scheduled touchstones. And what, what I mean by this is whoever is going to serve as the hub for looking for these types of opportunities. That needs to be something that's calendared, something that's scheduled, something that's done on a regular basis. If there isn't one person who's responsible for this, and if they have, particularly if they have other tasks that they're responsible for, it's not going to happen. This is how we got here. This is how we operate in silos. That person is going to focus too much on the tactical day-to-day -day things. And this is never going to happen. So there's got to be calendared points where that person is accountable to deliver recommendations on a regular basis. Um, I think a robust business intelligence solution is an absolute must. I mean, that's the technology that has to be in place. Um, we were just talking about all the disparate data sources, right? You have to have a tool to bind it all together and to be able to see what's happening in your transportation function, both at a high level and at a granular level, and ideally bumping that data up against KPIs over time so you can see how your solutions are operating. Um, a clearinghouse, right? That one person again. Um, ideally, this person should be an experienced logistician, someone who knows what to look for, someone who has experienced across modes and can take into account and apply the corporate objectives to that data and understand the opportunities that are available. That can be anything. That can be anything from packaging around dimensions, mode optimization, service level optimization. You know, it's hard to say it's going to be X because what the benefits of this program are, are going to vary widely from shipper to shipper. You don't know what you're going to find until you start kicking off rock, kicking over rocks. Um, but what I can tell you is that we've, we've implemented these types of solutions for dozens of shippers at this point. And I haven't seen one that hasn't seen an ROI double digit. And that's not saying, I mean, yes, I think that we're good at it, but I'm not saying that it's double digit because of how good we are. I'm saying it's double digit because of the opportunity. And we've had a number that are actually exceeding triple digit ROIs simply because you find something that has been systemic for so long and costs so much money. You shine a light on it, you explain the benefit of it, you lay out a roadmap to overcome it. The next thing you know, you know, you're you're able to report seven figure savings. You know, those are all, you know, important, you know, foundational pieces and success factors here. I, I like that very first one you talked about in terms of having that, you know, that stakeholder, you know, conference and kind of getting that alignment oh, yes. of, you know, alignment of metrics or alignment of, of expectations, right? Because you, you see that all the time, even just simply, you know, the difference between, you know, something that was quote, shipped on time versus delivered on time, right? And that's a classic example of, sure. of, uh, you know, well, what, what does a customer care about? Well, they, they care that it was actually delivered on time, not that it was, right. that it left your facility on time, right? Um, but, but, but I think- mind, But bear in mind too, your customer isn't necessarily just the person on the other end of that e-commerce chain. The customer is also your internal stakeholders. It's sales, it's marketing, it's, you know, finance. It's not just external customers. No, excellent, uh, you know, point, you know, we talk about, you know, the importance of collaboration, you know, that's another one of those terms that consultants and analysts have talked sure. about and how you must collaborate. And, and it's that it's, it's both, right? It's that internal collaboration and communication that's critical between the different functional groups 
and it's also that communication collaboration with the external uh, you know, trading partners and, and customer suppliers and, and the like that, 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 that needs to be part of this whole, uh, whole process. Uh, well, Joe, we're running short on time here, so I'm just going to go right to my, my last question. I mean, as, as a way to wrap up, I mean, when it comes to, uh, again, walking the talk on, trans on holistic transportation management, I mean, what, what is the biggest, ultimately, at the end of the day, what is the biggest hurdle that companies face and, and how can they get over it? Well, I wouldn't say it's one hurdle. I would say there's a number of them, but I will try to keep it short. Um, you need a clear vision if you're going to implement, implement this type of solution. You need a formal plan. Again, accountability, regularly scheduled um, engagements, if you will. You need enabling technology. You need to have the bandwidth. You either hire that bandwidth or you develop it internally. And you've got to have the experience within either that vendor solution or your internal uh, solution to implement what can be an unfamiliar solution, right? If you don't have a clear vision of what this is, you just take this to one of your people and say, implement this. Well, implement what? Right? You've got to have a clear vision. It goes back to that clear vision uh, bullet point. Uh, if you don't have a clear vision for what this is, how to implement it, and how to make best use of it, you know, you're just going to get more again of what you've always got. Well, with that, I think uh, I think you, you've uh, you've provided some great insights and, and and advice on this topic. And you know, as as you know, you, you've you've shown, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there for companies. And you know, we don't know yet what 2020 has in store from a transportation, you, you know, market standpoint. But regardless of, you know, the ups and downs, I think if uh, companies adopt, you know, some of the things that we talked about today, um, I think they'll, they'll be well positioned to, to weather, you know, whatever conditions emerge next year and really, you know, shine a light on those opportunities that, you know, certainly exist at, at many companies today. Uh, so, Joe, again, thank you very much for uh, making the time to be with us today. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you, Adrian. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, either at the Invista website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Joe, uh, you can post it there, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.